All right, everyone, welcome to NLP Today. And I was going to talk a little bit about the, you know, life coaching, you know, and I, uh, of course, I'll tie it into a class. I have a life coaching class coming up. It's going to be four Sundays in September uh, from 10 to 4. So it's a much more intensive class. Uh, and the reason I'm doing it is, you know, every time I open up Facebook or Instagram, all that, there's all these you know, classes, they'll show you how to become a life coach. My personal favorite is for $7, they'll make you a life coach, an NLP master practitioner, you know, and you probably get a letter from God or some bullshit like that. Oh, and also master hypnotist in a $7 class. But I see so much, in my opinion, I can only say, uh, bullshit misinformation when it comes to uh, life coaching, right? And and I've been doing the NLP coaching since I got into this. In fact, when coaching was taking off, I remember uh, being approached by someone that says they were going to, they wanted me to help them like start this coaching certification. And you talk about regrets. I'm looking back on it. I'm like, I don't know. Why would you do that? You know, if you're a hypnotist or an NLP, or especially if you're into NLP, you've got what 90% of the people teach in coaching courses. You know, how to gather the information. What do you want? What would they do? I mean, it's the NLP, what I would call the meta model, right? And one or two techniques, that's it. They don't, you know, and then, you know, uh, one of my friends is big in the ICF and I've gotten, I've got their training and I'm like, there's nothing special here, right? But it's like the International Coaching Federation. You need to be certified by these people, right? <clears throat> and, um, so I wish I would have started a coaching organization. I thought, why would anybody want to do it? If you already got the skills, that's what we do is, is coaching. Um, so, you know, so I did the NLP coaching course and I talked about like in general coaching, uh, my word of rule of thumb or just general thing is the only time I've seen people get in trouble in coaching and we see it a lot online, uh, where they're going to coach you in something they they don't they don't have a clue, right? Like you know, I'll show you how to coach Fortune 500 executives. And if you get to talking to the person, first of all, if they're really coaching Fortune 500 executives, they probably wouldn't order offer a course on it. Right. There's too much money if you're in that C-suite with these guys. Why? You know, but they'll they'll do that. Right. Or they'll, you know, or the ones that just it's too general. Right. So but we have the skill set. Right. But when it comes to life coaching, the reason I was going to do a life coaching course is, you know. What we know about, you know, really getting people to take action, the few life coaching courses I've audited, because I'll take them just to see what's in them. Um, they've got so much misinformation, right? And it's just the number one rule that one thing we'll be going over. I've broken it down in like it's a four, it's four Sundays. So, you know, we're going to do different things on different days. But like one is, uh, one of the Sundays is, uh, I've decided to call it, you know, how to design the rest of your life, right? So if somebody comes to life coaching, one of the things they might say is, I want my life to have meaning. Right. I mean, I've heard that like my, you know, and usually it's people 
they're successful. They're doing okay. Maybe they're in the whatever you would call middle midlife crisis now, which could be from whatever to whatever age. But it's like, huh, you know. And in a, in a couple of the life coaching courses, I've kind of been around. They'll hammer in. Well, we just have to find your passion. Once you get your passion, you'll move to the head of the line. You'll do this. You know, it, it's all about finding your passion. And that's one of the worst goddamn pieces of advice you could get. Right. Because that's assuming one thing that you only have one passion. And the people that truly have one passion never show up to a life coach, by the way. You know, they're the kids in high school says, I want to be a surgeon. And they become a surgeon. And if that was truly their passion, especially as a kid growing up, they're happy with it. That's what they're doing their life mission They're you know, whatever it is. Most of us have multiple passions and any of them, at least three, would make you just as happy. Just as happy as the other passion. An example I use in a weird way is a young lady wants to be an actress, get success. You know, they're mo- they're doing movies or TV. And then, in you know, in probably what you call in the hider in their good part of their career, they drop out because they're they they got married and had a kid and they have they want to be they want to run. They want to have a family. Right. And sometimes from the outside, people say, well, why would you give up a, this career to raise a family? Well, what if one of their passions is they want to be a good mom? Right. But from the outside, it, does that make sense to everybody? You can have multiple and be just as happy, you know, as, you know, you know, becoming Betty Davis and beating your kid with a with a with a wire coat hanger. Right. But I mean, it's like so you have multiple passions and usually this this field should be the one that would really understand that because. You know, I mean, I have a passion for helping people with NLP and hypnosis and my other I like teaching it. Those are two different passions. Right. Uh, But I see a lot in the NLP part of it. Let's be honest, the NLP and the hypnosis world. There's a large segment that is nothing more than a damn multi-level marketing. Take this training and then once you're trained, I'll train you at the master level and then I'll make you a trainer. You know, I, I you know, in fact, they, you get start on. Friday and, you know, a week from now, you'll be a trainer of NLP. You know, the day before your training started, you had no idea what this stuff was, right? And I understand the the thought processes of this, you know, and honestly, I've actually done it, to be honest with you. So this is, yes, hypocritical, pop me kettle, but it's been a long time. But it's like, um, you know, most of the people that get in our field, now when people tell me they want to be a trainer, I always ask them why. Right. Um, first of all, if you have a nice practice and you're in a, in, in a certain area, I'll say, well, do you want to train your competition? That would be my first question. And one of the people you train, if you train over 20, one of them will end up kicking your ass in business. You know, I've seen it over the years. They're good at marketing. They, you know, you're like this person, they, they, they had a hypnosis clinic and it was going well. And they started doing hypnosis training. They brought a person, and the person had been a client, so they I think they said they'd stop smoking. Very good businessman, owned an insurance company. I remember that. And then after he got into it, he goes, basically, he put the guy that trained him out of business. 
because he knew how to, a lot of us in the NLP and hypnosis world weren't good business people, aren't good marketers. This guy built a multi-million dollar insurance company. So he goes, well, I'll just take the same idea and do it over here, right? You know, and so, I mean, it's fascinating. But anyway, so you have, you have multiple passions and really a good life coach should be able to take someone and connect the dots, you know, connect the dots. And what I mean by that is, you know, what are you doing for a living? You know, what do you do now that, you know, as long as you don't hate your job, what are you doing now? You know, what are some of your other passions? And then if you connect the dots, then you can help them do other things, right? And it's also the other big lie I see that that very few people will point out is this whole thing about turn all your interests into income generators. You know, turn, you know, like you have a good hobby, turn it into income, right? And I can understand that at some level, you're like, yes. But have you ever met someone that like, I'll just tell a story, me and my stories, friend of mine, it's a true story. As our friend Billy would say, a no-shitter, right? And they got into martial arts as an adult, right? And they really liked martial arts. And so then, you know, the the person that had the school where, where they were training, uh, was moving. They, they they had a job besides doing martial arts, and so they were they were they were moving. So they went to close the school. Said, "Does anybody want it?" So long story short, the guy buys the martial arts school, right? And so he's running a martial arts school because he loved martial arts. And after about two years, I remember talking to him because it was down here. He goes, "Biggest mistake of my life." Because it's no fun anymore. It's now a job. I don't go there to just like blow off steam, you know, work out, do what I do. Now it's it's a job. Putting on the gi is like putting on a suit. Right. And I've seen in other things, you know, I mean, you know, um, I remember talking to someone when they found out, you know, in this in my other world, uh, I went back and did a play. And they're like, well, you've done movies lately, right? And I said, yeah, quite a few. Um, you know, paid movies in a paid play. And they're like, I want to do this. I'm like, and it was a community theater. I said, well, are you really sure? Right? Because once you step to that level, first of all, you come back and do community level, you'll want to slap everybody because they're, they're, they're not as good. Secondly, it becomes your job. You know, you won't. It's just like, you know, in community theater, you might, there's a play, but you really don't want to do it. They offer you a part. And you say no. But if if you're up at the next level, that might be the only gig on your agenda. You take the part. Right. And it just like, it's just like my friend that ran the martial arts studio. Once it became a career, it's not that it, he's, it, 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 it changed his passion right because now he had to judge everything by x by dollars and cents you know to keep the doors open keep the lights on pay the insurance right all that all that kind of stuff so i mean that's what i mean by connecting the dots there's things you could do you know sometimes we just coach people up in you know in in finding that and connecting the dots and finding joy in 
there's different passions, you know, and just because you did this now doesn't mean you have to do that then. So we'll be going over that. We'll also be talking about um, I think it's going to be a half a day. We'll be on procrastination uh, and how procrastination is actually a self-defense mechanism caused by trauma. Right? It's a it's a defense mechanism. That's why all the God you can watch all the Tony Robbins videos you want, and you you'll be motivated. How many people have seen someone go to a Tony Robbins seminar and they're come back all motivated, and you talk to them two days later? And they're not motivated anymore, right? Because that surface level motivation will go away because you haven't addressed the thing that causes the procrastination. You know, it's easy for someone to say, just take massive action, right? But if you have that block inside of you, that massive action usually results in pain and suffering, right? Uh, or letting other people down because you're not living to their rules right so you end up procrastinating right or also the other thing with procrastination maybe it's there's a subset of perfectionism you won't do it till you can do it perfectly right you won't do it till you can do it perfectly you know and let me look let me look something up i had a quote for this i want to share with everybody it's a carlos castaneda quote right A man of knowledge lives by acting, not by thinking about acting, right? Which how many of us, I, I used to call it the Oprah Winfrey, sit on the couch, think about changing your life. Because you watch a really good show where this person lost 100 pounds and now they're a marathon runner and they're this. And you're sitting there eating your donut going, I'm a, that, that's a good idea. But they never take action because they can't. It's not because they won't, they can't, right? And so that's, you know, so when we talk about what is really procrastination, you know, is it this, is it that? And, you know, how to blow that out of the water, right? And then that will also, I think the second part of that day will be on self-worth and self-esteem, right? Which kind of goes into that, I'm not good enough, which could go back to procrastination. But, you know, it's that, you know, why are people with high self-worth and high self-esteem usually very successful, right? Regardless of what they do, right? And so, you know, it's easy for a motivational speaker to say, you know, um, not just raise your standards, but, you know, people will treat you how you allow them to treat you. That's an interesting concept up here, but can you live it, Right. And that has to do with self-esteem, self-worth, and some of this other stuff that, you know, not, not all of us uh, have the same thing. And so by, besides designing your life, like designing your destiny, how to do that stuff, connecting the dots, this, the procrastination, the self-worth, and then a whole day is on how to 10x your life, which is, you know, all the research says in, incremental leaps or incremental changes in your life are hard. But it's what the Western model does, you know, like we'll just increase our business 10% in this quarter, right? And they work really hard. Or are you just going to do, sounds good, right? But when you look at breakthroughs where they're people just like they 10X, they're, they're making 10 times the business. Um, it usually 
comes rapidly, right? So the mindset is it's actually to it's easier to 10x your life than it is to 2x your life. You know, I'm borrowing from a uh, business coach called Dan Sullivan with that. He's like, it's easier to take your to explode over here and go 10 times than it is this, right? But to do that, there's going to be massive changes. And that's whether it's your, per and if you're going to do life coaching, whether that's your personal life or your professional life, right? And part of that is, are you willing, and this is what happens when I've coached people, are you willing to give up the 80% 80 of your life that doesn't move you toward what you want? You know, it's the old uh, Reed's a businessman, Diamond Bruce is a businessman. You know, we're all business people, uh, but the old 80-20 rule, right? 20% of your clients make 80% of your money. It's true in everything. But sometimes that 80%, are you willing to give that up? You know? And going back to my story about that person said, they, yeah, I really want to like try to do the film work. I said, well, first of all, then this may be the last play you'll ever do. Well, what do you mean? I go, you commit, how long did we commit to this play? Six weeks of rehearsal, a four-week run, 10 weeks with an extra, say, three months out of your life. You couldn't audition or take a film role. Right? Because you can't, you're not going to, hopefully you're not the type to quit the play in the middle of the run, right? And they have to scramble around to find you. And secondly, a lot of your uh, film work is last minute. A couple of you see me that. It's like suddenly I'll, you know, on a Wednesday, I say, ooh, next week I got to shoot in Georgia. I just got it, right? So you have to, are you willing to give up this? Which could be a lot of fun, you know? If you're going to coach someone and they want to make a major breakthrough in physical stuff, right? If if Diamond Bruce called me and says, I want to be at the Tour de France level of cyclists, you know, well, you know, his mazelbusiness.com is probably going to go in the shitter, right? <laughs> because he's going to be training, you know, whatever, six to eight hours a day and changing his diet and doing all the stuff you have to do to get to that level, right? I always think of bodybuilders when, you know, it's the reason why you see guys in good shape, but you see very few in great shape, right? Because it's given up the pizza and the beer and the da, 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 da. So part of it, we be talking about just like business, it's like, are you willing to get cut away things that don't get you to where you want to go? You know, some of you see, I just had that experience with something I was going to do last month. And then at the last minute, I go, I'm not doing it. It's not moving me toward where I want to go. I enjoyed the people. I enjoyed the, the process, you know, and all that. But it's like, it doesn't move me to where I want to be. And it's one of those that sounds easy till you start thinking, you know, and in your person, if you want to, you know, people call us for life coaching, they want to increase their business. Okay, are there any deadbeats in your life you got to cut out, including family members? Right? So, yeah, so we'll be talking about that. That's part of the 10x method, how to, how to increase your um, stuff exponentially. So that's kind of like an overview of how it's going to be different than some life coaching courses. Um, so... You know, it's kind of like the difference between I try to approach this the way I teach like master level NLP as opposed to what other people teach at master level. Most NLP practitioners and trainers, basically, they take the basic level and add a few fancy techniques. That's their master level. Those people have been through mine. The master level is one or two techniques. 
But if you're at the if you've gone through basic NLP, I think you know how to do a technique. How hard is it? You pick the book up and you read the steps and you you put it in your own words. You can do the technique. So how can you? What would be the master level? So I teach it as how to do everything covertly. You know, with waking hypnosis, with this and that. Right. Um, so it's kind of the way I'm approaching this. So you know, that's the. NLP Life Coaching 10X Your Life uh, program that's going to run in September, four Sundays in September, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. So yes, on the West Coast, you'll be getting up early, but God damn it, why not? Uh, what are you doing so important on Sunday morning or Saturday night if your life is still that active and you're still that vibrant? God love you. You could catch it on replay. But uh, so that's Coming up, if you have any questions, just direct message me, uh, shoot me a, a, an email at drwillhorton at gmail.com, and uh, I'll happily let you know more.